Hump Day Quickie's Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickie's Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex-positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non-monogamous lifestyle. Iris and John come back to continue sharing their stories. Some of their favorite moments include play with a unicorn, alternating threesomes, and a crazy house party. Iris has a mini gangbang and John gets to help with a few DVPs. And we're back at the sex apartment. Still, we have John and Iris with us. Thanks for sticking around for the second episode, guys. Glad to be here. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. That's awkward. We'll, we'll stick with it anyway. <laughs> Let's dig into your favorite experiences. For me, it was definitely the first unicorn that went past soft swap. Like, I was definitely, like, nervous about it. Like, oh, shit, now I gotta, like, I know her body. I know exactly what I need to do, get everything there. It's like, yeah, one, two, three, four, good, okay, now I can get mine. Like, I'm good, you know? <laughs> um, and I, I'm like that. Like, I, if I can get her to multiple or anybody multiple, like, that's my goal. Like, that's what I'm going to do. And I was like going into it like, oh, shit, now there's two of them. Like, you know, I know, you know, up, down, left, right with her. But, <laughs> but you know, I don't know. And this was also another childhood friend. So she actually came up with the idea, this girl, that we should start a slutty Make-A-Wish Foundation because we'd pretty much <laughs> fucked everybody that had a crush on us at that point. <laughs> I like that. That's cute. When we were younger. Nice. So... <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah, you guys should make a Slutty Wish Foundation. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) It ended up turning out really well. I don't know if she was like just super sensitive or whatever, but it was like back to back to back to back to back. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm a rock star right now. Like (laughs) Huge fucking ego boost. (laughs) So, yeah, that went really well. What kind of positions did you roll through in that? Oh, there was a lot. (laughs) I think it started both me and Iris went down on her and then yeah. like a side by side kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. And then kind of blurred between some of the bigger ones for me, honestly, like the transitions <laughs> weren't as much there, but at one point it was her sitting on my face and Iris was riding me. Oh, you guys 69. That was cool. They did a 69 and I took turns you were fucking each one of them. Back and forth. Oh, so nice. it'd be like their mouth was there and it, it was, it was a cool setup. It worked really well. <laughs> like we had actually talked about, Oh, this would be sweet with a couple. If you did like the six, the two girls were 69ing and then, you know. One yeah. on either side. Yeah. 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 Yes, yes, it is. That's really hot. <laughs> it's a tie between that and the first time, like, you just kind of, like, sat back and watched. Like, I was a little weird about that, but I was like, oh, shit, this is kind of hot. We were actually supposed to be in a couple swap and something happened and he had to go upstairs for a little bit. And he's like, yeah, just continue on. At first, we were kind of, like, sitting there, like, awkwardly on the bed, like, oh, I don't really know. Like, are <laughs> you sure we? this is good to go? <laughs> yeah. Like, he's okay with me fucking you while you're not here. Okay. Like, are you sure? <laughs> She's like, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's okay. So then they both started kissing on me and touching on me. And then she kind of like slowly backed off and she's like, yeah, go ahead. And I'm like, what? Okay. Like, and at first I was kind of like, oh man, this is, you know, like I was like side viewing her, like to make sure everything was okay. Yeah, like I was yeah. like, look, is this is a trap. Yeah, my, <laughs> my peripheral vision was like just on fire. I'm just like, oh shit. <laughs> and, uh, 
and then I realized like she was completely okay with it. And I was like, oh, this is, this is hot, you know? Because I figured we were there for that reason. Why not give you that experience? And I was fine. Plus he was supposed to come down later, so. Did he come back down? He did, but then she ended up having to go up. So then it turned into another threesome. Different threesome. (laughs) Now, how did you feel about watching John? I was a little apprehensive at first, I guess, like thinking like, oh, is it? I wasn't planning on just watching, Mm -hmm. but I figured, you know, let them get started and then I'll join in or we'll just go with it. And I ended up just kind of sitting back and just enjoying the show, I guess. I was perfectly fine. You were good. And what part of that made that one of your favorites? Just because we went from... At one time, she was super decisive on whether, which she normally is, on whether or not she would be okay, like, seeing me with another female at one time. Like, that was originally when we first started all this, like, a big concern of hers. And then to be at that point now where it's, okay, you're sitting back and just watching me do it. And we had talked about prior to this ever happening, the idea of her sitting there and watching and seeing, hey, I know why she's moaning like that. Mm-hmm. I know what you're doing right now for her to see it from that point of view. So it was just kind of like, oh shit, this is this is pretty hot. She's finally <laughs> sitting back and watching this. So it was just kind of cool to me. Like afterwards, I was like, are you sure you were good? Are you? I asked her probably like a thousand times. Like, <laughs> are you sure you're good? I'm fine. If I wasn't fine, I would have said something. Yeah. Or I would have joined in more, but I was fine. I think I ended up grabbing a toy. and I was just going to do it. So did you. Yeah, that was another part that was pretty good. Uh, yeah, that's that would yeah. add to it for sure. <laughs> Let's dig into your favorite moments. A few weeks ago, yeah, we went to our first house party. Actually, Ooh, okay, we kind of started with a couple. Yeah, it was so the we one did couple. the full swap, and then somebody else just come in at that time. Yeah, that or? that girl that I saw earlier in the night. I was kind of like, yeah, she had came in after, and at that point, it was just us in the room. We were still like gathering our stuff up. When we went to that party, we knew that we were possibly going to hook up with that couple. And then after that, she walked in the room to talk to us. And I just looked at her and was like, hey, hey, you know, like I was, I was like trying to like quietly motion to her, like, what do you think? You know, like, are we good to go? And uh, she's like, yeah. And I'm like, sweet. And go then, uh, before everything started like kicking off, the mail from the couple prior came back in the room and it ended up turning into just a foursome instead of, a you know, with yeah. The unicorn. yeah, which worked out. It was good. And like, I was happy about it, but then she ended up leaving after she was done and like me and her were done for the most part. She ended up walking out of the room to go to the bathroom or get water or something. So then I just went directly over to Iris. So it was me and that other male with Iris, okay. but that girl left the door open. So this was the first time like it had ever been open door so people could come in and watch and it wasn't like purposely done it was just like just we eventually noticed that way yeah. you know oh shit there's some eyes over there you know yeah. <laughs> so, okay so first off you and the other male tell me more about this the whole reason he was there is it was actually his birthday party oh okay um and that girl specifically came, that unicorn specifically came to see him. Okay. So she's like, yeah, you should probably check with him and make sure it's okay that I do shit with you guys first. Because this is kind of like a birthday present to him. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, so basically I had to go ask permission to put it in her first before he got a chance to. Okay. <laughs> so then two guys and you. Yes. Are we multiple position here or just one? I was um, behind you now. Yeah, kneeling down, like on the bed. And you were behind me and he was in front for a little bit. Yeah, and then at that time, that's when I noticed there was, like, people watching. I'm like, oh, shit. And then, like, slowly people started, like, funneling into the room a little bit. Okay. Walking in, getting naked at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, now, let's see where this goes. All of a sudden, there was, like, two other dudes standing there and, you know, dicks out in their hand. I'm like, oh, that's new. I was like, at the time, I was kind of like, 
Oh, it's whatever. You know, we're already involved in it. I don't care if they're watching. We were having a good time. We had previously talked about her like doing more than two at a time. So I'm like, oh, maybe this is the opportunity. And then they came up and asked me and I'm like, dude, it's it's not up to me. I was like, it's her. I'm not going to play with your dick. Like. <laughs> yeah. So they came up and, and asked if they could join. And I was like, sure. Okay. So then at that point, I was... I was still behind you. <laughs> okay, yeah. So you were still behind me. And then I had the two guys in front of me. So I was just kind of going back and forth between them two. And I don't remember uh, the how one, we transitioned from there. The one guy just like stepped to the side. And he's like, hey, is it okay if I fuck your wife? And I'm like, again, not my call. you got to ask her. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like if it wasn't okay with me, you wouldn't be here. Right, you know? right. Like, they, Everybody there was really cool. But then there was like the struggle to like find condoms and stuff because nobody knew where anything was at. And like I had some in my pants and I'm just like, are they going to not in like a bragging way? Like I'm a little bit more above average. (laughs) So like when I said that, I thought about it for a second. I was like, oh shit, are they going to fit? Whoever tries to put them. So like now I'm like catching myself having to glance at it. I was just going to say like (laughs) awkwardly like. Like. Fuck. Trying to size him up, literally. <laughs> yeah, it was it was super fucking awkward, and and like some of the guys at the party were by too. So now like I'm like, oh fuck, am I giving off the wrong vibe? Like, giving off the wrong impression. <laughs> and then the one other guy chimed in that there was some in the one night stand over there. So I'm like, all right, sweet. Like you know, <laughs> I'm gonna keep ball gazing, you know. So. <laughs> So we find the condom. And at this point, I think I was laying on my back and there was one guy that came around the bed. And then the second guy that came in was the one that put on his condom. And then I think he went down on me first for a little bit. And then after that, he came up and started (laughs) going at it. And what were you doing during this? I was in front of her for a little bit. And then that unicorn walked back in the room. Okay. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to go over here. Like where she was laying on the bed, it was like fighting for like space to stand Up in front of her. against the headboard yeah. on the one side. So there wasn't much room to. So I'm like, okay. I was like, be. you know, you, you got two people over there, which was a first. Like that was the first time she'd ever been with two dudes and I wasn't one of them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was kind of like, right. okay, sure. So I just went over and paid attention to that unicorn again. But level of excitement on that for you guys. First time you get to see her with two guys at once. Uh, I, I was excited because like she was getting that what she wanted where she talked about more than two guys at a time because okay. like two of the guys did fuck her and one of them didn't because there was a, a fourth. I was one of the three and then the fourth one came in the room and he just kind of sat there and watched like voyeurism was more his mm-hmm. thing and then like he asked if he could come over closer and touch her and she played with him a little bit but it never went much farther than that and then I kind of was wasn't paying attention as much because I was with that unicorn. And then one of the guys jumped away from her and came over to me and the unicorn. And the unicorn never been DP'd before. He's like, hey, do you want this? And he didn't even ask me if I was good with it. Like, you know, like, like are you good with the fact that our balls are going to be slapping together, bud? Like, no, no, no questions at all. Just she was like, yeah, sure. And then, you know, next thing I know, I'm part of a DP now. And I'm like, okay, cool. Which was the first of many that night, actually, which was kind of crazy. But for you. Yeah. First of many DPs or that first night. of many firsts? Okay. First of many DPs that night. <laughs> wow. That happened four times? Well, they were DVPs. Yeah. D- they were DVPs. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't think one of them was. I don't know. I wasn't involved in that you one. You were involved in one of them. You were one of the four that well, well, happened yeah, that yeah. night. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't until later. <laughs> yeah. yeah Sounds time. like we have a whole lot more story to get into. I'm going to adjust and get comfortable. <laughs> Continue. Every time. Recall the night for us. So... After the little, what I call it the mini gangbang that happened in the room. And then the the DP with the unicorn 
we were pretty much done and the unicorn left again. And then I went over to her because I, I still hadn't got to yet. I'm like, okay, I'm still ready to go. And then I, I could see that she was kind of like tired and needed a water break. So I like called it. I'm like, all right, you know, she needs a water break because she's not always the best at speaking up sometimes, but I can like read her very well. Mm-hmm. So then we got a water break and we decided we were going to leave. Like, all right, we got to get home to the kids and everything. But every time we tried to leave and go say bye to people, our clothes came off again. Like, <laughs> so. By the time we found everybody was going to say bye to, it just happened that we just get pulled in and go at it again. There was the one girl I was uh, kind of interested in talking to, and she came up and talked to us for a little bit, and her boyfriend said hi and everything. And then one of the single males that was part of the stuff in the room was like, oh, you want to meet her and stuff? And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, sure. And then next thing you know, our clothes are off, and she's on riding me, and Iris is sitting next to us, like making out with her and touching on her. And I'm just like, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> and then she decided she wanted to be DP too. So then the one other dude came up, and I'm like, holy shit, like, what are the odds that this shit happens twice in one night? Like, it's just kind of weird, you know? Yeah. She ended up leaving. And then there was another girl on the other end of the room. And that guy's like, hey, do you want to try this too? And she's like, yeah. So she just comes over and jumps on. And just (laughs) next thing you know, it's going at it again. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, (laughs) okay. And same thing. I was just sitting there, like, making out with the girl or grabbing on her ass and stuff. Yeah, I was kind of, like, done. I'm like, I'm good. You know, you get yours. Like, I'm okay with it. You get to. And I'll just assist. So... (laughs) But Good then, wing woman. I like it. <laughs> yeah. She's a hell of a wingman too. Like she's turned into such the closer. So, so after that, I still hadn't got to yet. Like because there was just so much bouncing around and stuff. And quite honestly, like condoms kind of like make that very insensitive. Obviously, like most mm-hmm. people know. So it takes a little bit longer. So then Iris is like, "Okay, I'll just get on." And me and her started doing it. And then that guy came back again. He's like, "Hey, do you want to do this?" And it's something me and her done in the past with her and one of our other friends. So she's like, yeah, sure. So then that concluded the, after all that happened and everything that concluded the, the night of the mini gangbang and four DPs. Same guy each time. The last three for Iris and the last two and the two before her. Yes. The first one, it was not the same guy. It was actually the male from the couple. Okay. Got it. So why do you guys swing? It's fun. What do you get out of it? (laughs) Yeah. I think it's just exciting and different and, we both have fun with it, so and why not? Letting her experience some stuff. So like I said earlier, you know, I was kind of the, the whore grown up <laughs> um, and she was not. I was her first. Yeah. Like for myself, I think, oh, shit, I was like 11 the first time I got a BJ. Oh my like gosh. I was young. I had experience and, and done a bunch of stuff and she hadn't. So it was kind of like once we started getting into this and that was kind of the way I looked at it was, okay, you should let her have her end of it too. She didn't like really bring it up or wasn't like persistent about it. It was just like, okay, I got to be fair. And that way she can experience something else. At first there was like a little worry, like, oh, well, what if she ends up like saying, hey, you know, cause like I was always brought up like be free and, you know, experiment and shit, especially before you get married, you should experiment and do all this mm-hmm. other shit. And she wasn't, you know, it was a sex till marriage kind of thing. Yeah. I was like kind of like lightweight worried at first, like maybe she'll like experience some shit. But then at the same time I was cocky enough to be like, nah, you're never going to find anything better than me. <laughs> <laughs> like, so it was like this weird fine line I was walking, you know, and uh, it worked out. I mean, to this day, as far as I know, I'm still standing on still the top of the podium. One. Yeah. So. <laughs> what's left on your fuck it list at this point we do want to go more towards the unicorn experiences more just because we only had a couple and they were they were fun but we just haven't really experienced much at least from my end i think i would like to to a little more girl action yes okay yeah we we well we've been 
contacted by a couple of like hot wife couples that was kind of along that same lines. Mm -hmm. And I think now it'll be a little bit easier because before like we'd never done anything like where people were watching. So Mm -hmm. after this last house party experience, now we're kind of like over that fear of, oh, there's just going to be somebody sitting there watching. Because like the couple that have actually gotten contact with us, a few of them, they were specifically the male half does nothing. Mm -hmm. It's just there for only watching. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay. We're looking at that, or like I said, the the unicorn thing. It just we we didn't really seek them out for a while because we knew they were kind of difficult to get. Mm-hmm. We were trying to. We were like, all right, we'll just focus on couples. And what's left on your list? I'd say that's the same thing. She's interested in women, obviously, like, but she hasn't got to experience all the things she's wanted to experience just because the lack of a lot of the couples that we have been with. There, it's like, oh. I'm curious, but I don't really want to get too involved in that. Like they're a little hesitant about it. Our first unicorn, she's all about that shit. So like you had a lot of fun there. I did. Yeah. So I think that's what piqued more my interest. Like, Oh, this can actually be really fun. You had a lot of fun. That was, that was pretty, pretty hot. (laughs) (laughs) I saw the one look on your face. I'm like, shit, (laughs) keep it together, man. You got to last longer than this. (laughs) I did mention before that this pregnancy may be a theme. (laughs) I know this last house party happened after you found out that you were pregnant. Yes. So what's it like now playing as pregnant? Surprisingly, I feel like there's actually a lot of people that are into it. (laughs) I was not expecting that at all. We kind of did put that into our profile just to like a heads up, you know, so people aren't surprised after they start talking to us just to let people know. And I actually think that's, and more of the reason why we've been contacted more. <laughs> really? Okay. We, we've had quite a few messages relating strictly to the pregnancy. Some of them, okay. Some of them, a little out way there. off the deep end. And yeah. I was like, dude, I'm glad there's a block button here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I need some examples of way off the deep end. <laughs> uh, way off the deep end. The one guy was like super interested in if it was a boy or a girl. And then he was worried about hurting her. He said he had this nine inch dick. He's like, oh yeah, it's it's huge, and I don't know if it's gonna gonna hurt her. I'm like, well, I don't hurt her, bud. So like, and I don't have a nine inch dick, <laughs> but, but, but I'm like, I, I don't hurt her. I was like, no, and and like the way he came about it's it, the way he he's like kept asking like all these weird ass questions about like, do you think it'll touch the baby and shit? I'm like, dude, get the okay, fuck out of here, man. Yeah, no. So that or the one guy that wanted you to like just sit on top of him and squirt milk onto him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, and like her, like she, we we have obviously we have other kids, and she's still breastfeeding one of our youngest. Mm-hmm. On top of that, plus the pregnancy, they're really sensitive. So like even when we do do anything now, like usually she leaves a bra on just because of how sensitive they are, and just yeah. kind of like a hey, this is a no go zone right now. Yeah, yeah. The one dude was really persistent. Like he's like, hey, can can she just sit on me and squirt milk on me so I can bathe in it? And I'm like, dude, no. I'm like, what the fuck. <laughs> Like I'm not, not, I'm not kink shaving or anything, but like that's just not for us to be your first question right off the rip. (laughs) Like not a hi, how are you? (laughs) Nothing. Just, Hey, can your wife just baste me in milk? Like what the fuck? (laughs) But second question's okay. Just cause I I need to know where my line is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's a whole new spin on milk bath. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it is. Now, I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't say no, but I wouldn't ask for it. Okay. And what about this is uh, something that might turn you on? Just curious. And it's not so much turn me on. It's just like an added... Something different. Yeah. So you would 
consider it because it's something different. And now do you also feel the same way about pregnant women? I mean, I've made it very known in this podcast that that's one of my, I will call it fantasies because it's happened a handful of times. It's something that I'm very good with. It turns me on, I would say. So what is it about pregnancy that's a turn on for you? I mean, there's the obvious, okay, there's no chance of getting someone pregnant here. Okay. Which takes one little... Is that a typical concern No, not really. <laughs> but I, I imagine it's a back of the mind kind of thing. Okay. And then the second is it just, it's like the milk thing. It's just a little taboo. It puts that extra outside the norm into a situation that after 20 some years isn't that crazy anymore. I guess I could see that. I just, it doesn't creep me out, but it just does nothing for me. Having been a pregnant woman myself, there was never a moment where I felt like this is so hot or this is so sexy. Me you didn't feel extra sexy? Bump. No. Really? No. I mean, there's a moment in the pregnancy. There's definitely a a season of the pregnancy where you're very horny and you want to have sex quite a bit. But I don't remember feeling extra sexy, though. I remember wanting it. I just don't remember. You did bring up the firmness and like the added extra breast. <laughs> Not extra. Yeah. Extra. <laughs> you get three of them, did right? Did you know you grow another one? Um, no, I didn't the, know that. The extra volume in the breasts <laughs> and and the extreme firmness there. I, yeah. I think is incredibly sexy. Yeah. I'll be honest, it makes sex difficult. Be just finding the right positions to be able to do it. Sure. You're not really hitting missionary that way. No, not quite but the same. doggy style might be all right, as long as you're not bumping into the baby. <laughs> Feel a hand. Just leave me alone. Get out of here. here. Beat I'm it. Sleep. Yeah, dude. No, you're not going to touch the baby. Stop. <laughs> I wonder what that fascination is. Do you think that there's some turn on to like know that your penis might touch a, the head of a baby? I don't know. Like, I don't know. My number one, I'm all I'm thinking is this guy has no grasp that uterus that, is in a different spot and that, that like it's, his anatomy it's, class. Well, it is all connected. It's not that closely through. connected. Well, anyways, I was just kidding. that's an interest. I felt like maybe he was just trying for shock value, trying to be that weirdo. I don't know that anybody would really ask those questions. I bet you you're 100% right. He was trying for shock value in hopes that they were looking for shock value. Mm -hmm. That was, hey, look, I'm different than all the other guys. I really want this. And here I have some questions. So I'm intrigued. And So I do want to give them like two thumbs up for putting in their profile that she's pregnant. Mm -hmm. I think that that's absolutely fantastic. It may deter some people in the moment, but that's probably the people you essentially want to deter. Because if that was something that another couple met up with you on a date and saw, oh, oh, wow. You, I mean, this is not something she can hide. She's a little girl. It's pretty obvious she has a bump. It's not something you're going to just easily hide if right. you're taking off your clothes, right? And we've heard from other couples that have brought up, we showed up for a date with somebody and, and the, girl, the was girl was pregnant. six months pregnant right. and they had no idea and they weren't comfortable with it. And I think it also gives people the chance to wrap their head around it if they maybe hadn't really thought of that before. Like, oh, I guess we could be playing with somebody who's pregnant. That's a possibility. And now here is the opportunity. Do we want to do this or do we not want to do this? This can give them some time to figure it out before just completely dismissing it or being shocked by it. And yep. then who, what and do we for do? me, that just keeps adding to the kink factor. It's, <laughs> but I, I just, I just think it's, I fantastic would prefer to know were. going into it, but I guess the surprise, Oh look, honestly, I'm fine either way, but I think it's a respect thing for the couple that you're going to be playing with that you are honest and open about what's happening, what's going on. Absolutely. These guys, 
have had some luck finding some unicorns. For sure. And that's actually a very common question that I see in the lifestyle quite a bit because so many couples start their journey by looking for a unicorn. Mm -hmm. And I frequently want to answer with a, there's a possibility that you can have what you want in a couple situation by looking for hot wife style couples where the female plays and the male does not. Now, obviously you have a male problem watching you or in the room. So that does change some of the comfort factors. But this also gets you out of the rut of I'm just looking for a unicorn. I can't find a unicorn. How do I find a unicorn? And this can get you into that realm of things, which they had mentioned later on that they were looking at. Now, I will say that most of the couples that are specifically looking for a unicorn, those are the couples where the guy is like, no, I don't want some other guy looking at my girl and this is just for us. I just want to see her with a girl and I want to get in there too. And she's like, I don't want another guy to see me. I just, uh, we'll, we'll do this and we'll play with the girl and we'll see where it goes. So the thought of that extra guy in there is typically a bit much for those new couples that are just looking for that FFM threesome. We use the word unicorn specifically because there is no such thing as a unicorn. Corn. <laughs> so, and or they're supposedly very difficult to find, which is very true within the lifestyle. One that fits your specific needs may be difficult to find. And I think in that scenario of the, we just want to test this out. Mm-hmm. I think you're more likely to succeed picking some random person up at a bar than you are in a lifestyle club. But the only issue I have with that is that now you're dipping your foot into the lifestyle without a lifestyle person or without somebody who understands the rules of the lifestyle. And so now you're becoming now it's it's to just be clear, too tough because then you got my opinion here is your chance of success finding one is better at a random bar than it is at a sex club or on a swingers website because on a swingers website you then have every single couple Ooh, new unicorn mass messaging Mm -hmm. and if you happen to be it's like if you open your profile to single guys if you're one of the lucky single guys that that couple goes well out of these 50 that have messaged me i guess this one yeah then it's the same thing for when a unicorn pops up she gets hit with a million fucking emails i can see that i can see that but what i'm saying is that at least if you find one within the parameters of the lifestyle your chances of them understanding that they are not necessarily becoming part of your relationship that maybe i mean this is obviously all conversations that you have to have within your own personal relationship and then also with the unicorn to Mm -hmm. try to decipher exactly what those rules are but typically if you're looking for just a unicorn somebody to just join you in the bedroom you're looking for only that human sex toy right? right so you need to find somebody who's willing to be a human sex toy for you and your wife and that is the difficult find that is the thing that's hard to find because you know we all know females are weird and get all feelings and all that other stuff so then you deal with a lot of that when you're dealing with people outside of the lifestyle and you still deal with that within the lifestyle but i would think that maybe a little less because those communication those boundaries are usually set up versus a drunk girl at the bar who's willing to go home with you and your wife and play in your bed but now thinks oh well wait i get to be a part of this relationship as well but do you I mean, it's been basically forever since I picked up a drunk girl at the bar, but 
the hookup culture that I hear about. I mean, I guess it depends on the age and the timing in her life and everything. And then also how the male of the relationship might treat her and what True. signals or something she gets. But I mean, gir- girls get weird. They, they get do. they get weird as shit, right? They start to think that they've got the ability to steal a guy away from another woman or I don't know. They get weird. It's just, I don't know. That's introducing a whole different element into your relationship, <laughs> which maybe some people want to deal with. Who knows? <laughs> and and like you said at the beginning, if you can find a hot wife couple where if you're not comfortable with the guy being there, you find one where the guy likes to send her off. Right. It may take a dinner out with a couple before that yeah. to happen. But I I think it definitely increases your odds. Yeah, it's just another way of maybe getting that female into your bedroom without having to say, I'm looking for a unicorn. So then the couple where the guy has to go upstairs and the girl stays down there with them, all three of them start off together, but then Iris sits back and starts watching. What's your thought on that scenario where the three of us would be playing together? Would you want to be actively involved the whole time or do you see yourself sitting back and watching for a little probably a mixture of both because i definitely see myself sitting back and watching for a little yeah you always (laughs) do don't you i would like a mixture of both playing some getting some of that being turned on in the in the moment with all the touching and Mm -hmm. all of the interacting and then also having the ability to sit out and watch you have some fun and her have some fun that's a good blend and I will say watching you play with yourself while that was happening would be excessively hot. Technically, let me be clear, watching you play with yourself in any lifestyle situation, I find to be very hot. Just throwing it out there. Oh, I was pretty sure you liked it even without the lifestyle situation. In- <laughs> okay. All right. You're, you're right. Anytime I get to watch you play so with yourself. anytime, just to be clear. Period. Even if I don't get to watch and you go, hey, early, play. Yeah, great. Cool. Tell me more. <laughs> What we didn't hear, because after we were done recording, we asked him a couple more questions about things that we talked about. The reason that the guy had to go upstairs and then came back downstairs and the girl went back upstairs was because they were at another couple's house who had a kid and the kid woke up and they had to go up and take care of the child. So the child didn't come down to the basement where they were. Yeah. I don't have any judgment on that. We all have to play within our own free time parameters. And sometimes that means having to put your kid to bed and having to figure out how to have some playtime in that amount of free time. And unfortunately, kids are unpredictable and they also like to get in the way of parents' fun time frequently. (laughs) I am fully comfortable as in my opinion, if the people that invite you over to their house are comfortable having you there while their kids are there. Yes. Great. I don't know how I feel about like a teenage age kid. I mean, I guess it just depends. That that can freely walk, even if the door is locked or... has some idea what's going on yeah but i don't know many teenagers who are like knocking on the door or shaking a handle to get mom and dad's attention usually they're probably pretty if you heard something as a teenager you'd be a little curious going i wonder what's on the other side of that door no eh, maybe not if it's your parents oh gross and go okay right yeah okay you might be right (laughs) i mean i don't it Every teenager is different, right? So now, who knows? But I did have this situation. Surprise. I went over to some people's house for a fantasy football draft. Mm-hmm. After everybody left, it was late. The guy was encouraging some action to happen. I couldn't get out of my head the fact that his teenage son was on the other side of the wall and their seven or eight-year-old daughter was in another room. And I was like, that's, I don't know, because we were out in the living room like that. There's, that's really you open. didn't lock the kids' yeah. doors or anything from the outside. There's, this could, uh, so I was excessively uncomfortable in that scenario. It's their house. It's their kids. I 
I mean, I definitely don't want a child walking in on a situation. Right. Definitely not my. And I would imagine <laughs> they know their kids' sleeping patterns and know where their kids go and where their kids don't. So yeah. I would hope that they have thought that out before inviting you over. You got to be adults and you got to understand what you're risking. I mean, if this were our situation, if we had my children upstairs and we're trying to play, I mean, I think there would be a lot of things in place before play would start. Obviously, ensure children are sleeping, you know, lock doors of the rooms that we're doing stuff in. We'd obviously have to be careful about the amount of noise. Those would be all things that I would have to worry about and I would worry about. As, yeah. Yes, yes, you would, and that uh, would make two of us. And that's also why we don't typically find time to play when children are around. Yes, and I will <laughs> say your kids are of the mobile and unpredictable age. Yes, very so, much. And somehow they walk very quietly. Yes, <laughs> creepily quietly. Very creepily quiet. Unless you tell them to do something, then it's creepily <laughs> loudly. <laughs> then all of a sudden they're elephants and yes. they're stomping all over them. <laughs> House parties. They have... They picked a really great one for their first one. They sure did. Wow. They just like jumped right in both feet. No kidding. They went to the party specifically to hook up with one couple. Yeah. Hooked up with said couple and everything was achieved. That's when things took off right after that. Yeah. And I feel that's true of house parties. If you've hit it off with at least one couple in a house party, typically you're going to be hitting it off with more than one. If the house party is planned appropriately then you are likely going to have good connections with multiple people at this party. Yeah. And I felt like that was a good setup that their house party sounded like they had a good group of people that all seemed to be well connected. And there were a number of people there that they were interested in and clearly a number number of people there that were interested in them as well. It all worked. Starting off, they went in the room and closed the door behind them and played. Someone left the room and left the door open. I mean, I know you could care less how many people are watching you. You're going to be fine with it. Yeah. And in all honesty, if I was in the, no, I don't want anybody else in here, I would would have noticed that if somebody got up and left and left the door open, I probably would jump up and close it. I'm very conscious of that in the club. So I imagine I'd be conscious of it in that. Sure. But I have to imagine in this scenario, club rules apply. If the door is open, you're welcome to come on in. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. But also, you know, it could be a really great way to kind of essentially break the ice Mm -hmm. and let people know that you're willing to play where, you know, you're playing with your significant other and you just, especially in a house party situation where you may have met pretty much everybody at the house party. And as long as you're comfortable with everybody there and you're saying, hey, we just want to let them all know that we're here to play and, you know, okay, let's go find a room together, leave the door open. That should be your kind of your ticket. Like hopefully, and hopefully uh, assuming just walk by you've and go, picked All right, a room and that, just keep going. Right, that people walk past and that you are seen. But I would imagine that's actually a good way to break that ice and just get things started. It's incredibly amusing how they just keep walking into their firsts. They, <laughs> they go on a date with the silver foxes for their first time and it's like, yeah, let's try a separate room. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and they just finish having sex with the unicorn and she walks out the door and leaves the door open and hey, now people come in and here we go. And you've got four DVPs in a night or <laughs> whatever ended up. I don't even remember what the count was, but so, it's nuts. Sorry. <laughs> lots of nuts, as a matter of fact. Lots of, lots of nuts. That's touching nuts. So the door stays open. Multiple guys come in. Guys start undressing and they approach him to say, hey, is it okay if I do something? His response was, and the correct response, it's not my pussy, it's not my mouth, you ask her. Right. If somebody came up to me and asked, 
What would you want me to do in that situation? I mean, same, in a sense. Okay. Depends on the situation, See, too. See, that's, that's where I feel you've behaved differently. Yes and no. I, this is where I was going. So it depends on the situation. If mm-hmm. you know we're there, if we've walked into the room with a set number of people, it was a given that it was a yes to all the people who have come into the room and we're doing a group play thing. But now two more people enter and those were not of the original. Mm-hmm. I feel those people need to ask. Okay. I feel those people need to ask both you and I. I agree. I think it is fair that the guy asked the significant other, mm-hmm. not for the yes, just for the yes, it's okay with me. Right. However, you also have to ask her. Would you want me to relay the ask or would you want me to direct them to ask you themselves? I think relay the ask. That's what I, that's, that's kind of where. That's where the difference is. Yep. Yeah. I mean, also. And I also feel that I should be that first filter. That if somebody approaches me like, hey, are you interested? And if you were to say, if you were to judge somebody based on you knowing me and my preferences, and you could easily just filter that out and say, yeah, no, I don't think so, buddy, or Mm -hmm. whatever, then I appreciate that greatly. So it's one less no I have to say. And we've been stuck in that situation the night back here after Cockfest, where a guy I knew you weren't interested asked me. And I kind of blew him off. He asked me again. I kind of said no. He asked me again and kind of motions to ask you. And I was like, well, fuck. Now you're going to make her say no. Yeah. So I had to ask you and you, in fact, did say no. <laughs> yes. That was an ideal situation where mm-hmm. you knew exactly that I was not going to want to play with this guy. And also he was flawed in the sense that he could not pick up the energy or mm-hmm. the, whatever we were trying to right. gently push in his direction until he actually heard a no, which is frustrating. You, you kind of hope somebody picks up on that so you don't have to be like straight out. No, thanks. Right. <laughs> but you then relayed it to me in the sense of, hey, do you want another? one or so i think you you said it in such a way where it didn't have to be a like, no not him not him right. exactly yep. and i really enjoyed that communication between the mm-hmm. two of us without actually having to Fair. speak words yep. we just kind of knew that and that was nice you knew that i'm too nice of a person to just blatantly tell yes. somebody no i know i had i knew i had to choose my words <laughs> carefully, carefully so as you didn't just go i guess You brought up a good point about a group play where 10 of us go into a room together. We kind of go over rules in the beginning. While it's not a implied consent, and yes, you should be asking, I know in your sense, if we walk into a room with a group of people, you would let me know, okay, I'm not comfortable with something here. Also, I don't think if you weren't comfortable with something there, you, I don't think we'd go in the room. Very good chance we wouldn't have been in the room. And at that point, when people ask me, is it okay? I typically say yes, because I know you're good to go. And that's a response that I give them. And there was the one time when we ended up in the room and it wasn't about me consenting, but it was about my worry for the people we were with consenting because they had drank too many drinks that night. Mm Mm-hmm. And in that case, I did relay to you that I didn't want to necessarily have a full swap scenario because right. I was just concerned about the legitimacy of it. Yep. All in all, it's all communication and just knowing your partner. Speaking of knowing your partner and him sizing other guys up. <laughs> oh, this this made me laugh so hard. <laughs> it's still, I think I was still laughing after they left because of, <laughs> <laughs> that's. I mean, that's a, is that not a fair question? Like, it's funny that he was looking, going, hang on, let me see if the condoms that I brought will fit. (laughs) Because typically when I'm looking, I'm looking to go, 
how much is she going to enjoy out of this? <laughs> I thought it was cute how shy Irish got as she started trying to describe what happened. And we notice this occasionally when we ask people to come in here and tell stories that they get very shy when it comes down to the, okay, well, here's the sex that I had. Yeah. <laughs> so he uh, did, did his thing. He did his thing. <laughs> in all fairness, it is not easy thing to... A, remember all the very intimate details, and B, then relay them to two people whom you probably don't talk sex things with Well, <laughs> ever. Honestly, I don't think she'd have a problem telling us that she fucked these but guys. But you have a mic in your face. And- but telling all of you guys. <laughs> I'm sure that was in the back of her head, and I, I think that gets in the back of a lot of our guests' said. Yes. Who come in here all ready to tell a bunch of stories and then go, wait, I don't know. I'm now I'm shy. I think it's cute and I don't mind. And that just it, it plays to the fact that you know what? All of these people that we bring in here are normal everyday people. Yep. Very that, real. That represent the wide variety of the swingers in the lifestyle. Yep. Yeah, we just push a microphone in their face and <laughs> right. say, within hey, ten minutes I'm saying, Hey, tell tell me how you got fucked. <laughs> yes. Let's talk D V P etiquette. Yes, it was great that he asked the girl because you shouldn't just walk up and double stuff an Oreo. (laughs) But I completely agree with him. You probably should check with the other thing that's in there (laughs) before uh, jumping on. But then again, I have a feeling if he had an issue with it, as the question was asked, he would have said, no, not for me, thanks. (laughs) Right, right. Or you'd hope so, at least. You would hope so. But Ron and Holly, pay attention. There's somebody out there that can uh, pull this off with no problem. I know. I felt like we should get his number and and hand it over to Ron and Holly, like networking. (laughs) Humpty Quickies, connecting DVPs all around the world. (laughs) Making DVP dreams come true. (laughs) Or DP dreams come true. Whichever. And as as many Ps as you can get. (laughs) (laughs) All the Ds and all the Ps. There we go. During all of this, she got tired, got winded, and was like, all right, you can keep going. I'm going to sit back and take a break. What's your stance in that scenario? If if you're tapping out, should I be tapping out as well? No, not necessarily. If you're not done. But now if you're not done and you're not going to be done anytime soon and you're going to continue on, I don't know, it's a gray area, really? Cause and and it's, a t- it's a tough call because typically if it gets to the point where you're tapping out, that usually means, all right, it's time to go. And I go, okay, wait, should I still be going or? Well, and I also like to read the room because, again, a lot of times like, we don't run into this situation, right? Because we are either playing with another couple mm-hmm. and we all typically kind of tap out at the same time or we're in a group scenario where I read the room. I, you know, play with as many people as I can. And if I'm ready to tap out, typically one or two other people are tapping out at the same time. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I just step away and let the whole group keep playing. But if there were a time where I get too tired long before you do and you're still playing, I'm not going to be upset with you for continuing to play. And I would graciously tap out and sit out and watch you. Mm -hmm. I don't think that I would be upset about that at all. And I would like to confirm that if at any time I tap out a little early, by all means, keep going. (laughs) Because, hey, there's that chance that I might be coming right back. So (laughs) keep on going and I'll let you know when it's time, which there is not one. (laughs) And then the last thing that I want to talk about is the mini gangbang. Of course. (laughs) And I'll keep bringing it up until it happens, dear. (laughs) There's no hint, hint, nudge, nudge. (laughs) 
Thanks for joining us for a Hump Day Quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4HUMPDAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy stories.